Welcome to the Advent Houston podcast. At Advent, our mission is to embrace, embody, and extend the grace of Jesus Christ to the Texas Medical Center, Rice University, and the surrounding neighborhood. We're glad that you're here with us today. Good afternoon again. Um, My name is Taylor Leachman. I'm the planting pastor here at Advent. And uh, during July, uh, we have been inviting a lot of guest preachers to come and and to uh, lead us in uh, in the, the teaching of God's word. We've been working through a sermon series called The Wisdom of the Way, Uh, a a look through Proverbs, a look through even Ecclesiastes as we did last week. Uh, And this week, Will McKee, uh, who is one of the directors, is that right, Uh, of the children's ministry at Christ the King, uh, is coming. Will is a a seminary student at Covenant Seminary in uh, in St. Louis, Missouri, um, where he does most online, but also goes back and forth as well. when I first moved to Houston and first became a pastor, it was Will's wife uh, that, that worked with me um, back when they were first married. Um, Will began to discern a sense of call like a bajillion years ago, it felt, feels like, and has been in seminary for just as long. Um, but we're so glad to have him here with us uh, and to come and preach and, and, uh, and give us this lesson here in Proverbs. Thanks, Will. Thank you, Taylor, for your your kind introduction. Uh, It's a joy to be here. It's a joy to preach from God's Word. I'm really glad. uh, I'm really glad to be here. Um, As Taylor mentioned, um, we did work together at Christ the King and have worked with many great people there and have seen many uh, departures, but I think Taylor's and the whole Leachman family um, probably produced the most dramatic emotion in me um, in terms of sadness to not be doing ministries closely side by side with Taylor and seeing the Leachman family regularly, but also great a joy and excitement to see how the Lord would work through the Leachmans through um, Advent and get to see how God uh, would be at work. Uh, and he has already. I've gotten to see it, and I've even gotten to experience it firsthand. Uh, many of you may already know this, but uh, my wife, uh, Caroline, and I, we have two sons, And we have one daughter who was born last September at 24 weeks uh, instead of those normal 30, upper 30s to 40 weeks. Uh, She lived for seven weeks in the NICU and then died. And we still grieve the loss of our daughter, Posey. And it was the most intensely difficult time of our married life and really our whole lives. Uh, But yet at the same time, it was one of the most intense experiences of God's love for us. Um... And that's partly due to many of you. Uh, many of you um, provided rides uh, for uh, my wife and I, provided meals, um, your prayers, hugs, uh, all of them very felt. Um, and uh, we're very thankful that um, y'all were here for us uh, when uh, at our time of greatest need. Uh, God was working through you to care for us. Um, and I'm sure you're continuing to care for multiple families and people um, around this area. And so uh, God worked through you to love us in one of the most adverse times in our life. And I think this is in part what our verse is talking about uh, today. 
Uh, it's a single verse for our text today. Um, with that, you could go any number of directions, but uh, as I thought of you and Taylor had asked me uh, to preach here, I prayed and considered uh, what to talk about. Uh, my heart just kept being drawn back to this verse, because I believe it's right at the heart of uh, what God's people are called to do, but especially uh, for you in light of your location and specific calling to um, the med center, to rise, just this area of town. Um, I think this verse really speaks to that. It's a message about as God's family, God's people, uh, we can love at all times and be always ready for adversity, knowing that our faithful God will give us strength and hope in the midst of it. With that in mind, let's look at our text. This is Proverbs seventeen seventeen. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord remains forever. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for your word and how uh, your spirit works um, in the preaching of your word to speak uh, to us. And may your spirit be at work even today um, to learn what a true friend and brother uh, really looks like. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so to, I think, to orient ourselves a little bit to wisdom literature and to help me and uh, all of us out, where do we start when it comes to wisdom? Uh, and earlier in Proverbs, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So we are properly understanding wisdom when we are walking. I, I love the sermon series, Walking in the Way. Um, side comment, the whole worship service, by the way, preaching the gospel already. Um, so thankful for um, what we've already done in worship already, uh, but that's exactly the posture that we need to be in, that the worship service designs us to, to properly uh, subjugate, be subject to the Lord, and be facing and walking in his way. And so with that in mind, um, that's where we start, and then I love this. uh, Chris uh, Wright wrote a book, How to Preach and Teach the Old Testament, Uh, and he talks about a conversation between the wisdom books, and it would go something like this. Proverbs is saying, Here are the guidelines for life. Follow them, and your life will be long and happy. And then you've got Job and Ecclesiastes saying, We did, and it isn't. (laughs) So Proverbs says, Nevertheless, we live in God's world, and even in the midst of suffering and frustration, it will always be better to follow God's instructions, even when life is tough and unfair. Uh, So I think this sermon, when we talk about wisdom, we try to think of life less as an equation. It's less black and white um, because it's not law. It's, it's wisdom. Uh, God anchors his law in his redemption of his people. But wisdom comes from observing life, uh, experience, uh, and sharing. Wisdom seeks to gaze at seemingly complex pieces of the puzzle of life and guide us in putting it together. Um, it, wisdom puts its arm around our shoulder to guide us as a loving parent or mentor trying to show us how the pieces go together. And so hopefully this is like that. And today's puzzle pieces we're trying to put together are types of people, friend or brother, and I'm going to broaden that to uh, just encompass thinking of family, being a family. So those types of people doing different things, loving or being born, and in different circumstances, loving at all times and being born for adversity. How does this come together? Well, at first, uh, the lines may seem 
these two lines may seem distinct from each other, uh, especially when I was at Baylor, I uh, pledged a fraternity, and um, at a Christian school, of course, they're using that line from fraternity, a brother is born for adversity, this is what it's about. Um, and I think that it unfortunately misses the, the beauty of uh, the whole part, the first part of the verse. Um, it's, and it, I believe it's actually a common tool in he- Hebrew poetry uh, is parallelism, where two lines of poetry communicate similar things to bring emphasis to one main idea. And I think that's, what hap- that's uh, what's happening here. And as I mentioned earlier, I believe that main idea here is about family. It's about community and how we love and care for each other. And maybe you can imagine, if you've ever been a part of a sports team, musical ensemble, or finished a group project, the process of taking a journey together and that brought you closer. And think of a few times in my life um, going through a marching band season in, in my senior year of high school um, and coming together to the state championship or going through uh, COVID in, uh, with our children's ministry in uh, Hebrew 2, I had a cohort in finishing Hebrew 2. Um, those, all those journeys uh, brought, made those connections a lot closer with those people um, where it was more than just a friend or a colleague. It really uh, felt like family. So let's, with that in mind, let's take a little closer look at these verses to see a little more what it means. Uh, we start with a friend loves at all times. So who's, uh, what is a true friend? And I, I believe that's what this is talking about. A true friend loves at all times. And when I see that, I cannot help but picture uh, David and Jonathan uh, uh, from the Old Testament. Um, the Bible does not speak much on that friendship. Uh, but David, uh, at the time when they first became friends, was the future king of Israel. But Jonathan was the son of the current king, Saul. And we don't know a lot of the details of their friendship. Uh, I like to think maybe they were in a band together because David loved to write music and maybe Jonathan played. Um, They probably had long talks about the meaning of life, things like that, things that good friends would do. Um, We can imagine how great that was, but we don't know for sure. But what we do know and what we do see, it's really unique. They had the friendship they have in terms of who they were. Um, As I mentioned, Jonathan was the son of the king, therefore the heir, but David was the future king. They're rivals, or should have been rivals, but yet in 1 Samuel 18, it says, Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Um, Within David's own family, later when he does become king, uh, there's backstabbing, selfish behavior um, to try to secure power within his own family, but not here in this friendship with Jonathan. Um, in fact, Jonathan, even, Jonathan goes to great lengths to protect David when later Saul tries to kill him. Uh, even in uh, 1 Samuel 20, verse 33, he actually, Saul almost spears his own son because he's trying to get after David, but Jonathan is continuing to protect David, loving him as his own soul. And even after they die, David has a great opportunity to show his love in caring for Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth, bringing him in to, David bringing him into his own family as if he was his own. So there was a great friendship there. I love that picture of friendship. Um, and how can we be a true friend? That's a great picture of it, but what does it mean? How do we be a true friend? Well, we love at all times. 
And if we look at 1 Corinthians 13, it's a great verse on love. If you've been to any wedding, you've probably heard, uh, you've probably heard these verses. Um, and I won't read the whole but, uh, passage, but just a few words about it. Um, is love is patient, kind, does not envy or boast. It's not proud. It's not self-seeking. Um, it hopes. It bears all things. Um, it's a great passage that describes love. But what does that look like? What does being kind look like? What is not boasting? Um, and it, um, it's, pretty, it's pretty lofty. It can sound hard. Um, and we, unlike David and Jonathan, may not be having spears chucked at us. Um, so what would that context look like? And we can, um, as we look at wisdom, we can imagine some scenarios that we would face as God's people that help us understand what it means to love. Uh, perhaps in kindness, uh, it could be being really good at remembering people's birthdays. I'm glad you were born. Um, I'm glad that you are here. I'm glad that we are enjoying your life. Um, that's a great way to love someone and being kind, really simple way. Or perhaps uh, we can love at all times. We can put aside our pride congratulating someone who has just gotten a promotion when you feel stuck at your job, congratulating a fellow coworker that got the promotion that you wanted. Or a student got a better grade uh, in your class, someone that got the cooler internship. Putting aside your pride and loving them could be still congratulating them. Or exercising patience. When you finish your third or fourth night shift in a row and a friend is having a really hard time with their spouse and wants to talk, get coffee and talk with you right after it. Uh, you exercising patience, waiting to rest, and loving them. Avoiding envy. Uh, example of uh, thinking about celebrating um, uh, someone when they are pregnant, even if uh, your family has been struggling with infertility. Um, and on the flip side of that, um, showing kindness, again, with um, those who are not pregnant, recognizing the grief for those who are not. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Um, that doesn't mean we don't remember or learn from uh, hard situations or when someone wrongs you. But what would it look like to love the uh, fellow student or a friend who hangs out with you and your group for a little while, but you can tell the whole time they're just waiting for a cooler group to hop to? Um, and uh, just for any students that are still out there, just a, a, a kind of a sad spoiler alert that this can happen to adults after you graduate, too. Um, so... Uh, Loving might mean keeping no record of those wrongs and still welcoming them as a friend the whole time. And, of course, we might mess up in this. Uh, we might not love perfectly. Uh, I have, uh, my wife and I have a great friend who um, they had a, a baby about a year ago, and uh, they were feeling tired, as you would when you have a young baby and they're not sleeping well, and was kind of complaining about this exhaustion, and we understood. Um, and then came to us a few hours later so apologetic. Uh, realizing, like, oh, my goodness, I realized that you don't have yours. I'm complaining about mine. I'm so sorry. Um, and, of course, we didn't hold that against her. I mean, her uh, child's amazing, and that's her child. Um, and while my wife would still say, she's like, I would give anything to be have that kind of exhaustion with my child, um, we appreciated that apology. And, if anything, it brought the love in our friendship. She didn't have to say anything. We didn't... It, uh, but she did, and the love that she showed in that, um, even when she messed up, quote-unquote, uh, brought our friendship close together. That was a friend that loved at all times. Um, 
And that's where this uh, all times comes in. It does imply adversity, which we will get to. That's the second part of our passage. Um, but it also means the good times, too. Like I mentioned, the birthdays, uh, wedding anniversaries, work anniversaries, uh, getting through Tuesdays. You know, if we can, like, we can celebrate and love people um, if things are going well. It also means the busy times, too. Um, I've, I've traveled quite a lot recently and took a, a moment to just observe a few families at uh, the airport. And there were uh, many families, I mean, including ourselves at times, that were it's kind of scrolling through our phones, a little checked out from each other. And there were other families who, at, at the right times, were interacting with each other. And I bet you can just imagine who displayed the most joy at being there, even in the busyness of traveling and trying to get through airports, who was showing um, the most love. It was those that were, they were really present with each other, even in uh, the very busy times. Um, and sometimes you do need, and this is, the, this is the thing with wisdom, it's not law, sometimes we do need a moment to check out and take a breather, and sometimes we do need those moments to, um, to lean in. Uh, well, one other example of uh, loving at all times is going to our community group or worship consistently, uh, even when things are going well. And I'm, I'm guilty of not wanting to get up and go, especially to um, our community group, but it's that consistency that builds the relationships that are ready and strong when adversity comes, and it will come. And that leads to the second part of our passage, a brother being born a brother is born for adversity. And again, we're thinking family member here, being a part of a family. So it's a similar idea to that first part, loving at all times, but there's a little nuance. We hear that word born for, we think bearing, bearing adversity, um, begetting. So it's, it's all often, this word in the Hebrew is often used for childbirth, but thinking even as a mother bears a child, into the world and carries, we can also, as family, carry each other through adversity. Um, If a friend can choose a brother as a part of the family, um, you cannot break the bonds of family. Uh, You are a family always. Um, And this is hard in a really transient Houston, but what if, uh, what would that look like in our church? What would that look like in Advent if this was like family where we always knew we had this relationship? I've had many volunteers and family members um, who know they're in Houston for only one or two years for a job assignment or for school, uh, but they become members quickly and they plug in immediately, serving uh, where needed. They understand that being a part of a church family is uh, so important, and so they commit to that mission for however long um, they're there. And don't we just love those people that are fully present and will dive in? Um, and wherever situation, they seem to just be so focused on what's happening right now uh, and how to love and care. They're reliable, consistent, a joy to be around. We as God's people get to be that for each other when we bear uh, our adversity. Imagine being there for the friend of a member, someone you don't even know, um, as they go through cancer treatment. They have no idea who you are, but you get to sit with them while they are being treated. Show them love while you bear adversity with them. Or when after the initial rush of meals comes, when someone, is, when someone has a, a baby after a newborn, you come to help after six months, a year, 18 months, six years, 10 years. You know, you still, families still love 
help and I'm sure would appreciate a meal um, uh, at any time. Uh, having a family is, is, is a wonderful thing, but can also be a hard thing being a part of a family. So, um, Another way to help uh, bear adversity is preparing care packages for uh, college and other students um, months before their finals and being prepared uh, for when that hard time comes or opening your home uh, to uh, even if you feel like you don't have room and providing a meal for someone um, and sharing in the love of your home together, um, especially if it's someone's first time away from home. Uh, so both these lines, a, brother, uh, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity, they do converge at adversity. And it, um, this church is here to be a community that loves and bears uh, adversity. Doesn't love adversity, sorry, loves through and bears adversity. May not love it, but can be thankful for it. Uh, and I think about, um, I think about our experience uh, in adversity, and I think about our friends who, during um, those seven hard weeks in the fall, um, we had a few friends call other people in the church who had experienced child loss as well, just to help say, how can we better love the McKees? Uh, what a great gift that, how, how wise and caring and loving and kind for them to try to think, we want to love our friends well, we need to figure out how. And how great it was for these people in our church to be willing to go back into their grief and share what their experience was like to help us. Um, it was an amazing gift. Uh, texts and call reminders to us were great ways to love us in adversity. Uh, in adversity. Um, and even in the days that have passed since, um, people continue to remind us, hey, I'm thinking about y'all, um, praying for you. It's a great gift. I think about the friends during those seven weeks, um, our pastors too, who just came and sat in the lobby outside. There weren't many people that are allowed back in the NICU. Um, and they just said, hey, I'm, I'm in the lobby. If you can come out and say hi to us, great. I'm just going to be here praying. Um, how meaningful that was, or for after our daughter died the week after, just the friends that came over in our backyard, and we just kind of sat around for a while. Um, reminded me of Job and his friends. They, we didn't sit for a week um, in silence, but um, just reminded me of that, that, the poignancy of love and being present there. Um, I love that our family had, uh, um, our extended family, I was just in the UK, and our extended family had um, tons of people to love and care for us, and we saw it shown up in uh, the people that came right up to us. The first thing they said was, hi, I'm so glad to see you. I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, and then the others who, out of love, did not say anything right away, waited, and then asked other people to say, hey, is it okay? I really do want to say something. Um, but I won't if it's not appropriate. They, out of love, were also trying to care for us as well. Um, so meaning if they were told, hey, no, don't talk, about, um, don't talk about their daughter, they would not have said anything even if they wanted to. They were putting us above themselves. They weren't self-seeking. That goes back to that 1 Corinthians 13. Love is not self-seeking. So we can see that all of this love, it's, it's good for everybody. If we can love this way and bear adversity this way, it's not just reserved for God's people, um, but we can also know the difficulty of living and doing this. This is uh, a lot to think about. These are a lot of scenarios. It is hard to live in wisdom and love well. How do we do it? 
Well, I think the answer is that we have uh, in our better friend, in our brother, Jesus. Let's take a look a little bit at how Jesus was the friend who loved at all times. Uh, We can look at the love is patient and kind as he showed his disciples time and time again, explaining who he was and why he was there. Love did not envy. He did not envy his enemies who were worldly prosperous um, and trying to even kill him and hurt him, but he emptied himself to become the greatest servant. Um, Love keeps no record of wrongs. We can think of Peter, um, who so boldly said he wouldn't deny him and then did, and Jesus still showing him kindness and restoring him and him becoming um, a great founder of his church. He did not delight in evil practices going on in the temple, but sought its purity. And I think maybe the greatest aspect, um, there are a lot of great aspects to uh, God's love to us in Christ, uh, but his not self-seeking. He did not seek uh, to love himself, but he emptied himself, in Philippians 2, to the point of death, even death on the cross. Which leads to this next point, he was being born for adversity. Not only was Jesus a friend, but he was born for adversity. It was not the only thing he was born for, but he did bear adversity. As he suffered, tortured, death on the cross to be our sacrifice. Um, What a great example of love for him to die and be the perfect sacrifice that our sins deserve the punishment for, but he took that on. But he is more than just love because he did not stay dead. Not only was he the most loving friend and brother at the worst of times and through all of adversity, but Jesus is also God and in power was raised from the dead and ascended to reign in heaven, like we said in the Apostles' Creed earlier. He still reigns, but he did not leave us alone. He sent the Holy Spirit, and by the Holy Spirit, we have the power to be more and more like our great friend and brother, Jesus. And as I uh, mentioned earlier, um, he has already done this and shown this through you. The power of Jesus has been at work um, in and through you to serve and care for us and uh, many people uh, in this community. So not only is he the example, but he's sending his Holy Spirit, and it gives us the power to love at all times and, be, and bear adversity. If this is your first time here, great. You are welcome in participating in this great love. If you have been here, great. You get to participate and love with this great love that bears adversity. Because Jesus is the power, though, you don't have to worry about trying to love well or not. The beauty about wisdom is that it gives the guide on how things should go, but again, it's not the law. So we don't have to be afraid to try and love because God is with us. Even better, there's wisdom in community as well. That's why we're here as the church, right? To be able to... um, to know, I think, again, I go back to that example of my family who are asking, is it okay to talk to them? Is it not okay to talk to um, them? We can be here for each other. Thinking back on all these different scenarios on life that we've talked about already, what do we do? Where do we begin? Well, again, we do start with the fear of the Lord. 
and then we move together, helping each other. In community, we ask for help for each other. Which areas do I need to try in first? Which areas can I love better at the happier times, the good times? Can I love better even when I'm busy? Can I love better in adversity? And you can ask in humility, knowing that Jesus can be the power to help you through that. You know, the wise believe that people are our libraries. Um, I love that quote from uh, one of my professors. The wise believe that people are libraries. Um, so we can look to each other and help each other learn how to love and care better. And we look around uh, this area. We have Rice University, a great institute of higher learning, the Med Center with more great learning, advanced medical learning even. Uh, we are around some of the smartest uh, people uh, probably in the world uh, as we're here. Uh, yet when it comes to wisdom, we see that it isn't just about intelligence. It's not about just what we think. Um, there's character. Love is involved. And it comes from experience. We will never master or plumb the depths of wisdom, especially when it comes in love. So how great a witness could it be for us uh, involved in these worlds to show humility and live under the fear of the Lord uh, together um, and love when we've reached the end of our knowledge and don't know, um, we don't know what's happening, but we do know how to love. That's what happened to us. We still, the doctors still don't know to this day for sure why exactly our daughter was uh, born at such a young age or what happened. Um, but we do know the love of God in Christ through people like you. And that's where wisdom can guide us and help us and live and look like Jesus in love and community. We can love those uh, who may seem without hope, and we can be family and bear adversity to those uh, who feel alone. And even when our sin prevails or we simply try, and fail, we also know that our good friend and brother Jesus is quick to forgive us and continue to strengthen us to move forward and bear adversity together. So Advent community, I invite you to rest and in the work of our friend and brother Jesus. He has done. He has saved you. He's, he's brought you to salvation, and he is the power for our ability to love and care for us, for others. Well, let's lean on him for strength to love at all times and be ready to bear adversity. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for our friend and our brother Jesus who loved uh, so much and so well that he uh, paid the punishment that we deserve on the cross, rose again from the dead, and now gives us the power um, to love and be a good friend and brother as well. Uh, we ask that you would do this for all of us um, today, through the weeks to come, the rest of our lives, until we get to uh, be with you forever in joy. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>